It's the Pistons Pod, presented by Uptime Energy Drink. Now here's your host, Matt Derry. Thank you, John Mason. Welcome back, everybody, to Pistons.com or wherever you get your podcasts for another edition of the Pistons Pod, brought to you by Uptime Energy Drink. And our guest today on the podcast, as we're getting ready for preseason basketball and, and certainly everything that comes into play with Detroit basketball, Dwayne Casey and company. And we're going to hear from the coach, Troy Weaver, and some others coming up on the pod over the next few weeks. But today, I had a conversation earlier with Assistant General Manager George David, who is back in the fray and back with the organization after some time away. Uh, George was with the Wasserman Group for a handful of years after leaving the Pistons and kind of getting away from uh, working day-to-day in upper management. George was a longtime uh, executive with Joe Dumars and uh, on the Pistons staff for a long time, went off to the Wasserman Group to help on the on the agent side, and now is back with the organization as assistant general manager once again. And I had a chance to catch up with George and reminisce about the past and also look ahead to the future and his role working for Troy Weaver and company. Take a listen. George, uh, great to hear your voice, my friend. How are you? Great to hear you too, Matt. It's been a while, but we, we had a nice uh, show together that we used to do, so it's, it's, it's great to be back on a show with you. <laughs> yes, George uh, was with me for years, uh, a couple of years, as the assistant GM. You and I were joking off air. I worked with John Hammond on the pregame show on the radio side for years, Scott Perry, and now you. That's pretty good company. You're going to start a trend. The people that are trying to move up in the in the office executive world just need to do a show with Matt Derry. <laughs> <laughs> but, George, what, what brought you back, brother? I mean, you had spent uh, six years at the Wasserman Group uh, on the agent side, but what, what, what lured you back to Detroit? Yeah, actually, you know, it was ni- I was 19 years on, on the team side with Detroit, um, six, with the, and then I went over to the agency side and, and came back. You know, there were two things, Matt. Um, you know, one, the primary reason that I came back was I, uh, and a lot of people may or may not know, I, I've had a long, long, long standing friendship uh, and relationship with Troy uh, going back to when Troy was um, an assistant coach in college. Uh, it's kind of funny because when Troy was an assistant coach in college, he used to help me out immensely with my, um, you know, the, some of the kids that I should be looking at and some of the kids from knowing, you know, he knew all the all the all the players from recruiting them in high school and he was tremendously helpful to me at that time i was the uh director of scouting for the pistons and and he was just one of my most not only invaluable resources but we ended up becoming really close friends and then when he came into the nba uh that friendship even went further because we were doing a lot of things together we'd be at games together and, and things like that at scout together and so uh uh, the primary the primary thing that lured me back was the, you know the opportunity to come work with a friend of mine who who has been one of my closest friends for so many years. Tell me about uh, the transition. So you, you obviously were a Joe Dumars guy, and and and, and Joe uh, left the organization, and then the organization did a lot of different things. You know, kind of in between his tenure and then when Troy got here, but you elected to to get in with the Wasserman Group and and go on that sort of business side with the players. What was uh, your thought process there before we get into why you came back? Yeah, you know, it was kind of unexpected. I had uh, I had um, gotten a call from Arn Tellum, who is now um, here with uh, the Pistons, ironically, 
Um, but I had gotten a call from them, and, and they had inquired as to whether I might have some interest in coming to help uh, the agency group. And um, it was honestly something, Matt, that I had never really even thought of. Um, and uh, I went out there, and I met with them, and they had some people in the group that I had known. I went to high, the same high school as B.J. Armstrong, who, who works out there for the Wasserman Group, who played in the NBA for a while here, and I knew him, and I knew many other people. And, um, you know, a, a, after I listened to it for a little bit, I, I I decided, and here's my thought, what thought process was, was, look, um, if you're ever going to try something, and I did think that it could be valuable to me, even though I had been in a front office for a long time, to have the experience of being on the other side of the, of the, of the fence with the players, I thought it could be something that could be valuable to me. And I can honestly say that for as many years as I spent, I was 19 years here before I can honestly say that the six years of being with the player's side has definitely enhanced my, um, uh, abilities as an assistant GM from what it was before knowing what, some of the things about the the player side that having experienced it has definitely, in my mind, made me a better assistant GM. George David with us, a new assistant GM with the Pistons, but not new to Pistons people because he's been a part of the family, like he said, for 19 years, 12 years in the front office, right, George? And, yeah. and, and yeah. you were doing yeah. video. You were the video guy first. I mean, talk yeah. about moving up. I mean, unbelievable run for you. Yeah, I started out as a video coordinator. I, um, uh, did some little bit of like player development at the time. You have to remember at that time, 20 years ago, um, that most of these teams had like five and six people front offices. It wasn't, you know, 30 and 40. And so I was doing that. And then I, I kind of, when uh, Joe Dumars came in, I moved over to be a scout and director of scouting, director of international scouting, director of player personnel, assistant GM. And, and it, and it you know, in some ways it, it, it really helped me to be able to do all of these things because then when I, became an assistant GM, I had, I had the experience of knowing the duties, you know, uh, hands-on of what all the people that I was helping to work with did. And, uh, and now having been on the agency side, I think that's just enhanced it even more. So yeah, it's been a great run besides the fact that I'm from, I'm from Detroit. I grew up in Detroit and this is my hometown. I went to all the Lions games and the Tigers games as a kid and Pistons games at the Silverdome. So for me to be able to come home, it just made it even um, even more special, the fact that Troy happened to be uh, the general manager of the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> and I knew not to record this with you on Monday night because the Lions were playing. I, I knew that. I knew not to even. <laughs> I knew not to even ask about that, uh, George. And uh, um, you know, it, it's amazing. Tell me about what was it like working on the agency side because you know this is a players' league now, and, and, and it really has become a players' league many years into your tenure now in, into the sport, but how, how, how was that experience? It was really interesting. I'll tell you, just to give you one story, one example of uh, what was kind of something that was eye-opening for me on the agency side was I had gone through the trade deadline probably, I don't know, 12 times as a front office person on the team side. And when you make a trade on the team side, usually once you informed the player, your player and your agent and his agent of the trade, you, that's it. There's nothing else left to do. And you kind of move on then to who you traded for and you go forward. I, when I went to the agency side for the first time, when there was a trade of one of our players and the GM hung up the phone, 
I was with the player now. Yeah. And I had never experienced what happens after that phone hangs up. And so for me, that was a whole new experience. And I remember saying to Arn the first time it happened, I said, I knew nothing of this that went on afterwards. In terms of you have to walk the player through what the next step is going to be and what it means, where he's going and what their team is like and what his role is going to be with the new team and why this is good or bad for him. And I, I mean, I never had to do that. When you hang up the phone on the team side, you move on to the player you traded for. And so for me, it was a really, in a very good way, it was, it, it gave me some experience and having to do some things that on the team side, you just never would have not only had to do, but never even thought about well, after you hang up the phone, what happens. And so that's just one story of one of the main things that I learned and, and, and the differences of the two sides. You've seen a, a uh, renaissance of, of, D, of Detroit basketball here from afar. You weren't coming here. I know you, you just told me, hey, I love Troy. Troy's a friend. But let's be honest, George, you're, you're, I know there's a little bit of this, too, that you're coming here because you, you believe in this organization and where this thing's headed, right? Absolutely. I, I think that um, what Troy has done here in just such a short amount of time is absolutely phenomenal. And, and I, I know people might say that's biased, but I would say having, if I were to take my assistant GM hat off and I were to just go back to being a, a, a Metro Detroiter who's, who's a lifelong Detroit fan, I think, Matt, you and I both know, the fans here in Detroit know when something is genuine and real and when it's not. And I, I sensed that the the uh, upswing with this team and the excitement of this team and the, um, the real uh, exciting future with some of the players that Troy brought in here for this team. It's, it's real. And I, and I think you can't fake that. And uh, for me, that was a huge, a huge part of it. Um, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Troy was like that as a college recruiter. He was like that as a, as a scout when he came into the NBA. And, and now I really do feel as though you're seeing a team here in Detroit that character and culture is um, symbolic of, of who he is. It's a blueprint of him. And I think having Coach Casey um, here with with him to have somebody um, who I think the world of, I've known, him, I've known him as well, I think it's just an unbelievably perfect match, uh, well, the two of them um, leading our team, uh, this team that we have going forward. George David with us, assistant general manager of the Pistons back in Detroit after kind of a six-year hiatus. Uh, weird to, to walk into that facility downtown, and it's so beautiful, the practice facility, the performance center, but yet you, your formative years were all up at uh, up at the championship drive up there in, in, in Auburn Hills. I'll tell you uh, what was I would I wouldn't say just walking into the facility. First of all, the facility here is, is the number one facility in the NBA. I did. It's not even close. It's unbelievable. But just walking into Detroit for me, having not been, to be, <laughs> having not you know with COVID and everything and the pandemic, not being able to be back for a while, and I hadn't seen Detroit in so long. Walking into Detroit was just an amazing experience to see uh, the changes in the city. Um, and I think it's even more special to see the changes uh, in the city and with the Pistons being a part of it, with the practice facility and the arena and everything. But just, just to see Detroit and the changes that Detroit has gone through since I last left the Pistons, um, it's, 
I don't know if there's another major city in our country that's gone through such a positive change uh, to the extent that Detroit is. What do you like most about this roster right now? Uh, they work. Yeah, that if and I know I said that pretty quickly, but if there's one thing that beyond a shadow of a doubt that I can tell you that it's just my short time of being in the office here for two weeks that has stood out to me, I cannot get over the work ethic of this these, these the young players that we have, and including not just the young players, I would say the vet players too. If there's one um, theme or mantra that I would say is going to definitely uh catch the fans attention this this group that we have right here they they really really work i I don't think i've left the office one time when we haven't had multiple players coming back a second time in the evening to work and um that's been really cool a cool thing to see well you said veteran players george there aren't many (laughs) yeah no jeremy jeremy grant's like the grizzled old veteran here but you know what? I, the, the thing that I love about the veteran players that we have is they work and and they they love to, they love to play. I think you know with Kelly Olynyk, with Jeremy Grant, you know we just brought in um, Trey Lyles with Corey. Um, the, the thing I love about our veterans is our veterans have gr- have a great spirit about them, and and sometimes that can get lost in the mix. You just say, well, you have a veteran, but. Um, when your veterans have the spirit that, that our veterans have, I think that that permeates into your young core. And, and obviously we have some pretty special guys in our young core as well. So I think with the vets that we do have, the thing that's really stood out to me is, is that we have, they have a great spirit about them. George David with us on the Pistons pod, Matt Derry with you right here at pistons.com. I was driving on I-94 today, George, and I looked up and, there it is, a billboard for season tickets. The Pistons season's getting ready to get started pretty soon here with training camp coming up and media day on Monday. And uh, there's Cade Cunningham right in the middle, you know, number one overall pick. You've spent so many years, George, in that in that room when the ping pong balls did not bounce. Uh, yes. the, the luck the, the luck finally got here. But what do you what do you think of that whole situation? Well, I was happy as a fan. Truthfully, as as a as a Detroit as a fellow Detroiter, and at the time when when the lottery happened, I was in Los Angeles. I was just so happy to see Detroit get the number one pick. Um, I think, as you said, I sat back there for for a long, for a number of times when we were in the mix to get it and we didn't get it, and and a lot of different things with the ping pong balls. But I think that uh, for me, it was it's just a really was just a really exciting uh, thing to have happen to, to our franchise. And, um, you know, I think that, uh, I think, you know, I, I saw it more as a fan, if you want to know the truth, Matt. And, uh, now obviously, you know, being here and seeing some of the young guys that we've had with these picks, um, I can't say, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't say enough about them. I'm, I'm super excited to, to, for the fans, for the fans to see what you know, obviously the the hard work that all of us have been putting into for them to uh, enjoy this team. You've been around this league a long time. What are the realistic expectations for a kid like Cade Cunningham in a league where it, it's still look? Young players are going to get their opportunities, and certainly, but but this isn't like the old days where the you know top five rookies or top ten rookies are playing a, a ton. What are what are the realistic expectations now for somebody like Cade Cunningham with this fit in your mind? Yeah, I, I think one of the things I've learned in all of my years in the league is until a player 
and this is a player, whether they go one or whether they go 60, um, they start to um, make a path for themselves when the beginning of the regular season starts. And I think as you get through 15 and 20 and 25 games, I think you, you start to see, you start to see guys who um, are figuring out what they can do well in the league and what are the things that they struggle with. And I think until you actually have a chance to step out onto the, onto an NBA court in the first, um, I usually say 25 games. Um, it's one of, it's honestly your question, Matt, is one of the things that from a, from a front office executive side, that's one of the things that you look the most forward to. And I'm sure it's the same way in baseball and football too. When you draft, say a number one or a number five or a number 10 pick in the NFL. I mean, you can't wait to actually see what that guy ends up doing out on the football field when the, when the football season starts. And I think it's the same way. It's the same way in basketball. That's part of the excitement of being in our, in our shoes is you, you want to see that guy do well and, and getting a chance to see how he, how he handles the transition. And that's a, it's a transition. It is, it's a transition that, um, that I've had a chance to see with a number of player, young players here. I remember when, uh, with a guy like Tayshawn Prince, you know, when he got his opportunity and having a chance to see him flourish once he got his opportunity on the court here in Detroit, that was a really special thing because when you take a player, whether you take him at the first pick or the 60th pick, you are attached to him. If that player does well, then you did well. And if that player doesn't do well, you, you, know, you didn't do well. So um, it's, it's, it's an exciting part of the process. Put it that way. Let me piggyback off of something you just said about Tayshawn. Imagine, imagine Tayshawn playing in the Twitter era, because (laughs) if we had Twitter back in Oh two or Oh three, whatever year that was, and and he wasn't playing at first. And Rick Carlisle, you remember this was like, we're going to, we got Michael Curry. Hold on a second. Then finally Tayshawn gets a chance, like in the playoffs. Imagine today a first-round pick sitting out here. It's just like you said with football and these quarterbacks, what they're doing in Chicago with fields. <laughs> it's a different time you now, know, isn't it's it? Funny, Matt. You know what's funny is whenever I get the question about how would this guy do now or how would this guy do then, I always say to people, well, which rules are we playing? <laughs> right. Like, are we going to be playing under the rules that the bad boys were playing under or are we going to be playing under the rules that um, – the 2016 Warriors were playing under because it, the, the rules have changed so much in our league, in the NBA over the period of time that I think that's become a big part of some of team successes too. And to that, to that point, I think, you know, for, for better, or for worse, I think some of the Piston teams have changed those rules. Final thing for George David here, assistant general manager. What, what is, what encompasses your role? What is Troy asking you to go, to do as assistant GM? Well, I think it's a variety of things. I think number one is I think um, being somebody that can help to uh, organize and lead our our staff. Um, when I say our staff, you know, to help Troy in terms of organizing our st- our scouting staff, our medical staff, um, our, our support staff. Um, you know, when you have all of these people, they they need people need direction, and I think. One of the things that, um, you know, I'm honored is that Troy, you know, felt it felt so strongly about me and my uh, ability to come in and work together in tandem. Because honestly, Matt, the team, the, your coaches, your support staff, your medical, your 
scouts, your front office, Troy, myself, we're all we're all just as much of a team as the team that that the play that the fans see on the court. And you need you have all the same requirements. You need to be organized. You need to do things the right way. You need to um, make sure that you know you have your your medicals covered, your scouting reports covered, your intel cov- covered. There's so many different things. And I think uh, to summarize that what you what you were asking, I think it's just he you know he's I'm going to be someone that's going to be helping him to make sure that everything's done the right way in all of these different areas. George, it's great to have you back in town. Love seeing this announcement that uh, you have returned to the uh, Motor City and and back with the Pistons. Like you said, your love for the organization and the amount of different regimes you've worked for and through. Uh, great fit. Great to hear your voice and uh, good luck with everything. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. The newest member of the Pistons front office, assistant GM, back again, the Detroit native George David. And we thank George for joining us on the Pistons pod. And we thank our new sponsor, Uptime Energy Drink as well. Matt Derry with you. Again, join us next week. You will hear from some of the Pistons brass at the very top of what this organization is doing and looking forward to this 2021-2022 season right here on Pistons.com.